Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, obesity, and health and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. Today on the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about going gluten-free, but when you are a young one. So one thing that I have learned in having a child that is gluten-free is that the journey for going gluten-free in an adult and a child need and are quite different. Now, on episode five of the Learning to Slay the Bees podcast, I talked all about removing gluten and dairy from your diet and all of the things that worked really well for me. But I do recognize in that podcast and even uh, a little bit more in this one that it can be quite different for kids because they are so used to eating different foods. Unless you have one of these children that miraculously just loves broccoli and kale and health food and all of the things that don't contain sugar or packaged um, goods, then you know, the the majority of us don't have that child and we basically have a harder time moving those children to gluten-free than, um, than definitely an adult. I think an adult is able to rationally say, I want to make this change. I want to remove gluten from my diet because it's making me feel this way and I've had this advice from my health practitioner, so I'm going to stick to it and here it goes. And, you know, if some days you have to suck it up and pass up your favorite food or you go out with friends and people are uh, maybe being negative about you being gluten-free, you know, most most people can, as an adult, just kind of move past that and still stick with the choice that they've made because they can see either long-term benefit or, um, you know, a real, a real reason in wanting to remove this from their diet. If especially if it's inflammatory to them. But for a child, it's just, it's such a different game. First, mentally, they're not the one necessarily making the decision, which makes it really challenging because if you're a parent to a child that has a health issue and you've had a recommendation to remove gluten from their diet, you're obviously trying to do the best that you can to make the child feel as healthy as possible. But the child either maybe doesn't understand what benefits they might see, depending on especially how little they are. So when I first removed gluten from my son's diet, he was only six. And so as a pretty active, silly six-year-old, you know, I couldn't really sit him down and say, hey, we're going to see a huge improvement. You know, I did try to be open because at the time he was experiencing some issues that he was aware of. But even still, it's really hard for kids to, you know, commit to a lifestyle change um, and, and a food change and really understand how complex their body is and that, you know, changing something we eat could possibly change how we feel or symptoms of a disorder or disease that we have. So in essentially moving to gluten-free, I knew I wasn't going to have this perfect world where my son was just like, woohoo, I'm giving up all my mac and cheese and, you know, grilled cheese sandwiches, and this is just going to be wonderful. So 
we did it really slowly. First, I focused a lot on the foods that he liked. So instead of talking about all the foods we were taking away, we talked a lot about all of the foods that we were going to be concentrating on. And I made sure that the foods that he did like and that weren't new to him were in every meal. So I didn't just say we're going gluten-free, so we're going to eat quinoa at every meal and I'm going to introduce all of these new things to you that can be replacements for gluten right away. It just wasn't something that would work. So at first, I just focused on meals that would have traditionally been gluten-free and snacks as well. So, you know, if your child is going to school and you're packing a lunch, maybe things they like that are already gluten-free like applesauce or raisins there are tons of snacks that you likely send on your child's lunch um, just you know basically fruit and vegetables in general all gluten-free so they're not going to notice any kind of difference there same with a lot of lunch meat um, you know my son as a six-year-old he always liked honey ham so you know i made sure that what we had ham wise was gluten-free and then, you know, packed that same kind of thing. So what always started to be the challenge was the grain. So if I was packing a lunch, um, you know, you would typically send ham as a sandwich or you would send it with maybe a cracker. So what I decided to do was purchase a bento box. And so it made us shift a little bit away from that sandwich idea. Um, and then you could almost do little bits of things. And so in that case, you know, you could send a gluten-free pretzel um, in there. You could send rice crackers, things that, you know, he could pick at and try out and that he typically liked. Also, you know, popcorn's gluten-free. Like there are a lot of snacks that um, could replace the grain and that then he would almost see as like a fun thing. Like, whoa, my mom sent a little bit of pretzels on my lunch. You know, she must be going crazy. But generally, it seemed a little bit more positive than where's the bread that I normally have? You know, where are my Ritz crackers and all the things that he actually knew and um, also those Lunchables. It was kind of more like a Lunchable, but um, not a Lunchable because of course the crackers wouldn't be gluten-free and it would also contain dairy, which he didn't eat as well. So that was kind of how we started focusing on what you can have um, and trying to move into just things that are naturally gluten-free but are still appealing to kids. So a lot of times when I say you know, to friends, like I just eat a lot of salads and I just don't put gluten on them or dairy. It doesn't work so well with a six-year-old to just say, yeah, you're going to focus all your meals on salads. Like I said, unless they just are super healthy and you've been able to do that from the get-go. I know with my son, I certainly thought that that was going to be how it was going to go with him. I was like, he's going to be so healthy and he's just going to love all these veggies when he was, you know, just even starting to eat, but it just didn't work that way. So it can be tricky. So over the years, after my son did go gluten-free and was gluten-free for several years, we did start reintroducing it. And he started to experience more health issues recently. So with the coronavirus and us being home, uh, we decided to really recommit him to the gluten-free um, diet. And 
he was really on board this time because he is almost five years older and knew that he was experiencing health issues and said, yeah, I really think that this could be part of it. Let's really look at um, going gluten-free again because he knew it's not that hard. And one of the advantages to doing it during the time of the coronavirus is some of those temptations that we had been giving into were reduced. So one of the things that is really tricky if you're gluten-free is takeout. And, you know, my son would want to have McDonald's if others in the family were having it. And there's really nothing that McDonald's offers that's gluten-free. So he might have had the nuggets or a burger and just said, okay, it's okay. We're going to have a little bit of gluten today. And we kind of started that slowly, or if he was going to a birthday party, you know, when he was younger, I always sent him like a little lunch bag, like here is your gluten-free sandwich. I'd ask him what he wants. I'd send him a gluten-free cupcake or donut or something like that that I had that was ready to go for him. Also, because I'm always concerned about the dairy and sometimes cakes can be very heavy on dairy as well. But um we haven't had any of that with coronavirus. There's been very little in terms of birthday party celebrations, um, definitely no class parties. And so it just seemed to be a really good opportunity. Also, my son's school does um, a hot lunch. And so same thing there. He sometimes would want to get something in the hot lunch selections that had gluten. And so it, it just started to really become a slippery slope. You know, it started initially like, okay, well, once in a while, okay, maybe one day a week. And then it was like, okay, you know, yeah, he had this today. Yeah, he had this yesterday. And it just, I think, became too much. The inflammation just got to be too much in his body again. And that's where we knew we had to just pull back. So we do still have, we have been having some takeout. And one of the things that we find really easy in our community is pizza, because there are so many gluten-free options now from pizza shops available. One of our um, local shops is also offering dairy-free cheese. And so now my son can get himself a whole pizza exactly how he wants it. He likes bacon and mushrooms and dairy-free cheese, gluten-free crust, and it's it's a great treat for him and so we've we've kept that as something. Also, Subway offers um gluten-free bread, so he does really enjoy getting a sub and he'll have it on gluten-free with no cheese and honestly he says with the mayo like you don't even taste that there's no cheese and so he's um, really happy with that as takeout but it can be really challenging uh, during this coronavirus time with restaurants being closed because one thing about going to a restaurant is that you are paying extra for the food and there's often a little bit more that can be done in terms of tweaking the menu. So either a restaurant can switch the bread to gluten-free as compared to a drive-through that's not going to do that or the restaurant could prepare something in its place for him. So, you know, if he's not having the bread or he doesn't want uh, the side that would typically have gluten, they might make a substitute. So that's been one of the challenges. Um, We've kind of had to just stick to those few takeout treats. And beyond that, I've just been cooking a lot. And that's the thing. When you're transitioning your child to a new diet, uh, you're going to find it's a lot of work for whoever is cooking. And that's the reality. And for me, it's been me. And I always know that. And I don't pick a time to make that 
change when everything else is very stressful. You need to be mindful that if you're trying to uh, transition your child to a new diet, it's going to be a lot of work. They might not be happy about it all the time. You're going to cook things and they are not going to like it. You are going to cook things and then have to throw it away because it's not going to turn out possibly if um, you're new to either gluten-free baking or just um, removing certain things from recipes. It can be a real challenge. So as a parent, my advice would be to absolutely make sure to give yourself grace during that time and to give yourself time to get used to it as well because it can be a lot of work and you know I wouldn't suggest taking on maybe a new job and a new fitness plan and you know a new business like something like that while you're also trying to undertake a big health transition for for your child. Uh, One of the other things that then we started to do over time was try the gluten-free treats that are available packaged. So as an adult, again, like I eat very little packaged gluten-free food. You know, it's so funny because I've had so many people make comments to me about, oh, well, people think the gluten-free stuff is healthier and it's not healthier. And I don't really eat a lot of packaged gluten-free food. Um, So... That's just the reality, I think, as an adult, if you're choosing more whole foods, you're just not going for packaged cookies and things like that anyway. um, If I'm going to eat something as a treat, it's usually going to be something that I've baked um, and that I really want to try, like um, a special occasion cake or maybe a banana bread or something like that that I've made. I do make a lot of muffins gluten-free for my kids. And again, I just, I don't even really eat those because... um, I've had them before, you know, for me, it's always I want to try something new. I make them muffins are another great thing to be able to put in lunches. You can cut them up and put them in a bento box if that's what you're using. Um, Also great for breakfast to be able to just leave, um, you know, a Tupperware filled up with muffins. I'm always uh, commuting in the morning back when I was commuting. And so I would just leave muffins on the counter. And that was an easy thing that the kids could grab when they got up. And we're at home with dad. Uh, So as we got more into treats, it is challenging because, again, even the packaged food is not all created equally. So there's going to be some things that are gluten-free and packaged that are kind of more to adult tastes. And if you've got a six-year-old or a 10-year-old, that might not be something that they're interested in. Um, You know, like there's dairy-free cheesecakes and like my son at six, there's no way he would have eaten a dairy-free, gluten-free cheesecake, but, you know, he tried it more recently and thought that it was really good. So keep in mind that their taste buds are so different. So when they're little, little, you know, they they like sugar, they like things plain. Um, And then as they get older, they might be able to try some of the more kind of sophisticated palate foods. Um, So one of the companies that we've recently been getting a lot from is Knickinick, and they are a Canadian company. And it's been wonderful because during this coronavirus time, I've been ordering my groceries and I'm finding there's not as much available gluten-free wise. So what I did was uh, order a box from Knickinick. The shipping was free. It was my first order. I got $10 off. So it was really a great um, score in terms of getting a whole bunch of gluten-free things that um, he could have on hand for different snacks. So we did get muffins. We got bagels. 
Um, their hamburger buns are awesome because he loves hamburgers. And so this was a way to really make sure that I could make homemade hamburgers and then he could put them on a gluten-free bun. Um, bread. We also ordered soft-baked donuts, which came in handy because it was my daughter's birthday. And so I had bought regular donuts uh, for the celebration. And then I was able to pull out one of these soft-baked donuts and you just thaw it in the microwave, you squeeze the icing over it. It comes with a whole bunch of little tiny icing packets. And then I threw some sprinkles on top and it felt like he had like a birthday cake kind of donut as well. So I would totally recommend doing this. And my plan at this point is to keep ordering from Kaniki Nick in these boxes, um, even post coronavirus, because it can be very exhausting to go from store to store to store to store looking for certain gluten-free things that you really like. My family loves their pancake mix and there's been so many times that pre-coronavirus I went to the store and it would be sold out and we're this way. You can order it in bulk and it comes with three packages of the pancake mix and um, I also ordered the bulk flour. They do waffles as well so it's really been a great resource for us. Um, there are lots of other treats. I will say though, um, again, if you are gluten-free but you have a dairy issue, watch the dairy because there can be a lot of gluten-free treats that are labeled gluten-free but they contain a lot of dairy. So we ran into that with some brownies. Um, the President's Choice makes gluten-free brownies, but they have dairy in them. So we found for my son, it just wasn't really an option for him. Um, so you've really, it, it can become even more challenging. I've also ordered from a company called well.ca and same thing there. They've got a lot of gluten-free bars. My son loves protein bars. That's become a really great option, a dairy-free protein bar for him. He likes those for breakfast. They're really simple and they give him a good kind of base protein for the day. And then also we know it's gluten-free. And it's something that he can self-serve. So well.ca has lots of bars like that. Um, and then they have a lot of gluten-free snacks as well. Different things you can try. Again, they're not all created equal. So these are some of the ones we've enjoyed. We do like Enjoy Life because a lot of their snacks are all of their things are all gluten-free, egg-free, and dairy-free. So for the longest time, that was our big three. We I was looking for anything I could buy that was gluten-free, dairy-free, and egg-free. Now that my daughter can eat baked egg, we're exploring some of the gluten-free, dairy-free options that have baked egg in them. Uh, so don't have to stick as much just to enjoy life, but um, they do like a lot of their goodies as well. And they have a number of different kinds of cookies that in small packages, big packages. I just found like, for instance, the chocolate chip cookie, my son just started to get sick of them. I mean, basically, we were buying them over and over again, and he just kind of needed a change. So um, totally understand that it can be it can be restrictive at times and that's where you kind of have to keep your eyes open for new things and new recipes. So that's the last thing I would say, like I said earlier, be ready to bake, be ready to take this on, be ready to do it yourself too. Like, I mean, the big thing for me is I will never do anything, um, health wise, diet wise that I'm not willing to walk the walk. 
And so with me being gluten-free already, when it was time to transition my son for his health reasons, I felt like I was already there and modeling it. But for me, like I can't even imagine trying to um, transition my child to a diet like that where I wasn't doing it as well. I just think it's it would be that much more challenging. Um, and, and, and they want to see themselves as similar to you, I think. And so I think having, having kind of that partnership there can be really effective. So there are a few things that I do still want to try. One of the things that I've had a challenge with is wraps. So my son loves wraps, and that was always something that when he wasn't being strictly gluten-free, I would allow and I would say, okay, you know what, have a wrap, like if we're doing tacos or whatever, um, have a tortilla. But a lot of them contain wheat, and a lot of the ones that don't, are either very dry or they come frozen and they don't thaw properly or then they all split apart when you try to wrap anything up. So I've heard recently of a company called Siete Wraps and so I hadn't found them in Canada but I just saw a website called Natura Market, I think, .ca that is starting to sell Siete products. So I think I'm going to place an order there as well um, again and just kind of get them shipped in so I'm finding this to be a really good new option that um, if we don't have things in quick access locally that um, I can get it shipped the last thing I would say is search for a bakery there's nothing better than finding a gluten-free bakery that can do things that are custom. I, it, I know it can be very expensive to buy gluten-free goodies from a bakery, but if you can find one that can do a cake for you to make it special or that you know your child can get excited about visiting, we have one that's about 40 minutes away, so it's not an all-the-time thing, but we will go into the city and visit the gluten-free bakery and buy a bunch of stuff for the free and you know just kind of have a day where it's nice to go in a shop that the child that is gluten-free or dairy-free or egg-free or whatever can choose everything and everything's available and they don't have to feel limited and so it's definitely worth it also when I travel I always look for gluten-free places so I almost make it like a kind of fun travel thing to find a gluten-free bakery. When I was in Toronto for the RISE conference, I went to this gluten-free bakery called Almond Butterfly that I had never visited. And I bought a few things for my room for breakfast and, you know, to take into the conference even as my lunch. I just thought like, I'm going to stock up. And it was really fun to see the different things that they offer. And when I went to the Netherlands last year, same thing. I did some research beforehand um, of places we could visit. We took our kids to Montreal last year, same thing. I looked for gluten, dairy-free ice cream options before we ever even went. So um, I think as a parent, trying to make it as fun and as accessible for your child as you can, um, you know, it goes a long way because then they don't feel that, oh no, I can't have certain things kind of mentality and just do your best it's not going to be perfect it's not always going to be an easy transition there are going to be days that they are not very happy about it but if you and your health practitioner have made the decision that that's the best way to go or if your child does have a food allergy or celiac disease something like that then you know you need to stick it through 
So thanks for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and found it useful. As always, it's not meant to be medical advice or professional advice, but just based on my experience. Today's podcast is brought to you by doTERRA. If you are interested in learning more about doTERRA's wonderful essential oils, please contact me at reallifeprojectco at gmail.com. And you can learn about some of the wonderful oils that can support autoimmune conditions like frankincense frankincense, or support focus um, and ADHD like vetiver. Again, if you like this podcast, please subs- consider subscribing. Also, you can visit my blog, www.theallergybeast.wordpress.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram at at Sarah Lady Gluten, S-A-R-A-L-A-D-Y-G-L-U-T-E-N. And I will see you next week. Thanks.